0: Hello everyone, assalamualaikum and peace be upon you. This is your host, Hara and Welcome back to our second episode of Myth Unscripted. Today's episode, I'm very happy to introduce our very own Soul with Flow, Noman Raheen. Noman is an actor, rapper, producer, holistic health coach, teacher, rising TikTok star, and much, much more. So um, without further ado, hey Noman, how's it going?
1: Hey salam, how are
0: you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
1: Doing very well. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm really glad to have you in. Uh, As I said earlier, you're a rising TikTok star, as we can see. Uh, We've been there with you from the start. So I'm going to dive right into that topic. And uh, we're looking at more than 1.6 million views, uh, more than 308,000 likes. And we can see that it's only going up from there, inshallah. So let's talk about what inspired you to get into TikTok. And then I have one TikTok in particular that I want us to talk about.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. So um, actually, as you know, we did the uh, Muslim International Film Festival workshop for the acting workshop for Afghan youth. And um, in that workshop, uh, Tawasa, she was, uh, you know, became a real good friend of mine. And um, she basically encouraged me. She's like, you know what? Uh, I see you doing a lot of acting stuff and you're really good at it. And I see people on TikTok doing it. And I think you would do really well on it. So she was the one that actually encouraged me to get on it. And um, I was like, I was like, oh, let me just check it out, you know, Um, and it turned out to be really nice because um, it gives me a platform to like, just create my own content that's really short and really quick, you know, because otherwise it's like, if I write something, it it takes a while, you have to get a crew together to film it and you know, but I feel like TikTok is really nice uh, platform for just being able to produce content, write something quickly and just put it together and shoot it and upload it. And when I did that, um, turns out a lot of people liked it. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is really cool. I didn't expect that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny because when you first started, I remember even telling you that like uh, when you were thinking of starting, I was telling you that um, you have an Android. I don't know how it's going to work out with an Android, but it worked out really well for you. <laughs>
1: no, that's that's a good point, because right now I'm trying to actually fix it. Um, I'm trying to get a better phone with a phone with a better camera, I should say because I feel like the quality is not good um but I don't know I don't know I'm working on it
0: okay I mean you've gone so far with with the Android so it's probably only (laughs) going to get better for me (laughs) so I had to point that out
1: (laughs) I'm loyal to Android phones so
0: yeah no um I mean I remember I remember us uh talking about a lot of like the different aspects of how TikTok can be really beneficial to actors like you can do um, mm-hmm. duets and like stitches and and has that has that worked out for you? Do you think it's it's excelled in your acting career or acting your art of acting?
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually. Um surprisingly, like I, I really didn't take TikTok seriously. I thought it was just, I mean, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, it's whatever. But mm-hmm. um honestly it 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 gives you the opportunity to connect with a lot of people and reach a lot of people. And you know that helps no matter what you're doing, but especially for for an artist or an actor um connecting with people is the most important thing that you can do you know um and because it opens it opens opportunities opens doors for you and um so like I just got within like I think three weeks or so I got like 14,400 followers and I was like well that's ridiculous like I didn't I didn't expect that at all but it's weird because now a lot of people are messaging me and they're like hey you want to do a collaboration on this video hey you want to do this thing and like um it's just it's just really nice because it opens the doors to opportunities and um, I think I would have never had those opportunities before you know so even though there's certain things about social media that I don't like uh, about privacy issues and whatnot but I think overall it, it definitely does help me reach more people and that's that's very helpful
0: yeah no, 100% and this takes me to our second topic one of your TikToks that caught my eye and actually inspired me to do this episode was your TikTok about Um, brown parents and immigrant parents reacting to the fact that you want to become a um, a actor or 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 a filmmaker or anything like that so I want us to talk about that subject a little bit I know you made uh, that TikTok uh, shed some light on that on that but uh, that's something that we can all relate to and I wanted to know you know as a first generation Afghan guy what was it like for you when you told your parents that you wanted to act
1: um <laughs> that's a really good question. Um <laughs> uh let's see. So when I first brought it up to my parents, um, to be honest, they they said, like, yeah, you know, if it's something you like doing, yeah, totally do it on the side, but like, you know, focus on what you really want to do. And so I think that's the common answer that um people get in brown families, Middle Eastern families, you know, immigrant families, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. But I think uh, it's very common for parents to be like, to not take it seriously, you know, to to treat it as a hobby. And um, I always used to tell myself that whatever, you, if you treat something as a hobby, it'll treat you like a hobby, you know? And if you treat something seriously, it'll take you seriously. Um, and so I, I was always like, I guess from the start, I was defensive about it because I already knew how my parents would react and, um, but yeah, like at the time I was doing, uh, I was in university for IT and I did a four-year program. Halfway through the program, I wanted to drop out. And then my parents were like, you know what? You already put two years into it and and you know, so much money into it, you might as well finish. And I feel like there's always like this trap that we get stuck in where like, um, I, the only reason I feel like I got into university is because my parents wanted me to. Like, I didn't really want to go to university. You know, I, I, I my parents like, Obviously, for a good reasons, they pushed me to go, and um, I picked IT just because I was like, "Yeah, I mean, all right, I guess I'll choose this out of all the list of programs." I went into it. I wanted to drop out, and but I feel like you get trapped where, like, once you start a program, now it's like you put time into it, you put money into it, so now you're kind of forced to finish, even if you don't want to. So, yeah. and then I feel like that trap can keep going on for the rest of your life because it's like, okay, well you put two years into it and so much money, now you gotta finish it. And then you finish your degree now it's like, well, you, you put your four years into it and a whole degree. So now you gotta work in it. And then you know what I mean? Like it just keeps going like that and people end up living it their entire life not doing what they want because they just get trapped into this, well, I already put this much into it. Um, but uh, to make a long story long, <laughs> I, uh, I told my parents, you know, I was like, honestly, when I graduated and I was like, okay, I got the degree. And partly for you guys and partly for myself, but um, now I'm going to do acting. And at the time in my last year, I think I did an elective course uh, for acting and I really enjoyed it. And one of my friends was telling me, he's like, man, you should go into acting. And um, yeah, from there, I just told my parents, honestly, I got my degree for you guys. And from now on, I'm going to do acting. And they didn't take it seriously, obviously, you know, Um, they said, yeah, keep it as a hobby, but still do you know, whatever. And uh, I think, I think it'll come up in a, in a question. I'm sure it'll come up later in this interview, but I want to touch on that as well. Like the, the whole idea of keeping something on the side and having stable income. I want to touch on that later, but yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely an experience.
0: Uh,
1: And it brought me, it brought me closer to myself and showed me the importance of like you keeping in touch with what's important for you, but at the same time, keeping a healthy relationship with your family.
0: So what, what was the, when did you first introduce that to them? Like, did you show, did you tell them that you're going to do it? Or did you show them like something that you already done and said that, okay, I want to take this seriously. Like, how did that go?
1: Um, I feel like once I graduated, like, as I was graduating in my last year, I was bringing it up. Like, you know, uh, I really like acting. I don't really like, I mean, they already knew that I didn't want to go into IT, even though that's what I was studying. Um, but once I graduated and I actually got my degree um actually I don't think I even got my degree they had to mail it to me because I didn't even go to the thing to get my degree <laughs> I, I didn't care I mean I don't know it didn't mean anything to me you know um and once I graduated that's when I brought it up to them because then it was like okay you got to go to interviews and start applying for jobs and I remember I think I did go to one or two interviews and then I was like, you know what? I had to make that decision for myself. And I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into IT because I don't want to. Like, it's not what, where my heart wants me to go. Mm-hmm. And once I made that decision for myself, I think that was maybe two or three months after I graduated. I just told them honestly, I'm not doing IT. And <laughs> I feel like it's funny because I feel like, okay, one problem in in our communities, in immigrant communities or brown communities, yeah. is that. I think sometimes our parents don't take us seriously or our choices seriously Mm. and so what happened was even though I told them that time and time again they would say the same thing which is like okay so what are you what do you really want to do you know like you can do acting but what are you really going to do with your life you know Um, and that would come up again and again and uh, by the way I'm not like blaming my family I I love them a lot and and they love me and everything they do is because they love you you know Um, but yeah like it took me a while of like fighting against them yeah to, to really stand up for what I wanted to do.
0: I know I mean the topic of of like you just mentioned like loving your family and, and them loving you back it's is, is 100% like them having these concerns makes sense because we're first generation immigrants even if we're not like immigrants here and we're let's say a lot of there's a lot of Pakistani and Afghan filmmakers that have connected to back home too whose parents are not for it because uh, just the economy that we live in, especially here as a first generation immigrant, like our parents left everything behind and they came here and they want to make, they want us to make money. They want us to be financially secure. Um, mm-hmm. Acting, whether that's in our, in our community or whether it's the, like, even in the general community, we know that actors and artists don't always make the most money from the start. And mm-hmm. that's the, that's the ideology that they come with. And we can't blame them. Like, I feel like I probably might be hesitant too, if I find out that my child wants to go to, to an acting career because the only thing that I'd be thinking about is like damn how are you gonna live <laughs> <laughs> was, like I've lived through it I've lived through it as an aspiring filmmaker I know there's barely any money in there but you eventually when you get to it when you get to the spot you'll make it but obviously like us talking about this is not us trying to put our families down it's just the struggles that we go through at the end of it um yeah. so keeping that in mind um a lot of the times we have the conversations about what are people going to say did you have that struggle <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think. Um,
0: and I did think, people say anything to you, like your relatives or like distant <laughs> relatives or anything? Like, did they actually say anything to you?
1: They did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, I think like cult- cultural values are very important because they shape how mm-hmm. you live your life, you know, and in our culture. Uh, and I think in a lot of cultures um, that are like non-Western cultures, they, they value um, other people's opinion, like what people in the community think about you is very important, like much more important than in the West, because here it's much more individualized. So people are like more individual, and um, in the East, uh, if we obviously it's a generalization, but generally speaking, we value community more than we value individual, you know, individuality. And I think that's why here in the West, like it's it's very obvious because we can choose what we want to do. We're we're encouraged to choose what we want to do, and um, you know, but like a lot of immigrant families it's very common for your parents to to push you for certain things. And those things have high status in the community. And so cultural values play a very important role in, in what we how we live our lives and what we're told mm-hmm. to do and what we're encouraged to do. And uh, once I made that decision, um, I started to, yeah, I got like little funny comments, you know, um, from family members, aunts and uncles, you know, oh, so you're like, you're like you know, in, in Farsi, we have uh, a saying that says, Bache film oh, which means, oh, you're an actor now, you know. Uh, It's not the same when you translate it in English, but yeah, um, yeah, it's just a funny way of saying, oh, so you're like a superstar now, you know, that's what you want to be. And
0: there's a lot of things that I want to touch upon for this interview, but um, I wanted to go into like the fact that, you know, people are always saying, what are people going to say? Our families are always talking about that. It has a lot to do with our cultural values and financial stability. So when you are constantly told about like keeping it on the side, um how did you really do that like how did you keep if you did that how did you keep that as a side hustle what did you do full-time how was that journey for you
1: yeah i think that's a very very important question um i think for any artist um by the way for any artist i think you should go watch dr jordan jordan pearson's video um i forget the name of the video but if you search dr jordan pearson talks about artists he that's an amazing video that changed my life and um he, he basically talks about having discipline and um, having something stable to hold you down. Because as much as, so there's like two conflicting um, beliefs or values that I have. One of them is that you can't treat your, your passion as a hobby because it will treat you as a hobby. But at the same time, there's an equally true uh, or valid statement, which is that you need to, first of all, you need money, right? And you need to have a stable source of income while you're working towards becoming an artist. Because it's extremely difficult, as Dr. Jordan Pearson talks about in the video, it's extremely, extremely difficult to become, uh, to to make a living as being an artist. And so while you're doing that long term, you need to think about the long run and you need to have something stable to hold you down while you're working Mm -hmm. towards that. And so both of those are equally true, like you need to, you know, um, go 100% into your passion, in my opinion, but also have something stable at the same time to hold you down while you're working towards that in the long term. Um, so that's, I think that was, for me, the the, the piece or the key that really uh, unlocked my potential, I guess, um, because the thing is, <laughs> in the beginning, I think a lot of artists, especially when you're young, you have an unrealistic uh unrealistic idea or expectations for, for what it's going to be like, you know, like you think you're going to blow up and you're going to make it and you're going to be rich and famous and all of that, no matter what art you're doing. And then you start to get into it. And then you experience, you know, like all the time and effort and all the things you have to put into it. And then the very little that you get back out of it, if anything, you know, financially. Um, And so you start to become frustrated. And then once you experience that frustration, it kind of forces you to like, okay, well crap, like now I got to actually figure out something to do. Um, and so what happens, I think most people, the journey goes from like, okay, you start doing little jobs here and there, you start serving, which is the joke, how every actor is a server, right? Um, I've, I've been through that, I did serving, I did a whole, like a whole list of uh, part-time jobs. And eventually from this video uh, of Dr. Jordan Peterson, he said, you have to find something stable that you can do long-term because I was just looking at, looking at it. Like, I don't care about what I do for money. I just want to, I just want to get, become an actor. And I know that's going to take time and I'm persistent enough and stubborn enough to stick with whatever it takes to get there. And in the meantime, I'll just serve, I'll do anything. But then that's not a smart solution because um, as I realized it, like I need something stable that I actually enjoy and that i that I'm also passionate about and that can, that's in demand enough, like that actually helps the community and serves people, you know, because then I can, I can stick with that long-term while I'm doing my art. And for me, that was holistic health coaching. That for me was the, was the solution is like, okay, I'm going to do acting, but I'm going to keep my holistic health coaching as my stable income that Mm -hmm. is going to keep me long-term it's going to hold me down long-term. And so that's, that was the solution for me. But I think everyone has to find their own solution that works in their life, you know?
0: Let's end it off on a good note with uh, like this last question I'm going to ask. is something that you're grateful for when it comes to your parents that helped you grow, not only as an actor, but as, a, as someone who's pursuing career, a career in arts.
1: Yeah, um, good question. So I think uh, maybe from the first few things that I've said, it might seem like uh, I'm kind of bashing my parents or anything. I just want to make that clear. Like, uh, I really love my parents. I love my family, and they love me. And that's why they they the reason why they tell you to to find a stable job is because they love you. You know. Um. So I just want to make that clear, and I'm very grateful for that. Um. Uh, ironically, I'm really grateful for the fact that they were like that. You know. Um. The very reasons that I did the very same things that upset me and that I didn't like. Um, although I don't think it should be repeated, uh, I still am grateful for it because those things can actually help you grow. Um, I think for me, I, I see acting as a as a privilege. To be honest, like when I'm on set, if I book something, I see it as a huge privilege, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I'm like sometimes I wake up, I'm like, wow, like I'm I'm actually really really privileged, and I'm really grateful. Like I live, I get, to, I mean, I live with my parents and I live with my family. That's why. I have a lot lower costs. And so I don't have to work as hard. And so I'm grateful for that. Like, you know, your family supports you in many different ways. Um, So I'm very grateful for that. And what I'm trying to say is that I'm grateful, I'm more grateful for acting because of my parents not letting me do it. You know what I mean? That sounds kind of like counterintuitive, but when, if somebody tells you like, hey, listen, you need to do a stable job, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that, that can be actually very supporting that can be very helpful for you because I mean it depends on how, how you take it right It's all about <laughs> <little> perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: well no you you become more grateful for something that you you feel like you couldn't have right so um, yeah. at some points when we realize that we couldn't have it because our parents in our perspective weren't as per, uh, supportive um, then obviously we're going to be more grateful when we actually have it and I, I think again to reiterate even my my goal for this episode is not to bash any or brown parents in general because at the end of the day they have gone through financial struggles that we can't imagine they they're here in this country to make sure that we don't go through those financial struggles and we're like now we want to (laughs) by doing this career basically (laughs) so obviously they're going to be looking out for us they're not going to be as headstrong and supportive but at the end of the day I think those struggles that they the, the little pushback that we get from them is what pushes us to do better and pushes us to get to those goals and actually get us to uh Make money, so i I get what you're saying in terms of that, too, so it all makes sense. Everything just overlaps and <laughs> it creates the product <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, thank you for saying I feel like I couldn't find the right words to say that, but yeah, thank you for saying it. Uh, no, no, no. I think they're still I know that they're proud of me. I feel like I just keep it low key and I don't really like I don't know, I don't really like share it specifically with my family. I feel like I post yeah. it on social media, they see it, I talk to them, they ask me, oh, how's this audition? you know. Even um,
0: for me, like my family didn't know myth was happening until I posted it on social media. <laughs> so <laughs> I know how it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's funny uh, when you say it. But...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on that note, I think we've come to the end of today's episode. So thank you again once uh, for joining us today, Noman. Uh, I just wanted to make sure if you wanted to make any last uh, remarks to our audience, uh, go for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I would say, um, just to touch on the last thing I said too, I would say that everything comes down to perspective at the end of the day. Um, There's this quote that I read that said, um, two people who had the same parents and the same grew up in the same uh, situation. They, one of them grew up and said, like, somebody asked him like, why would you, why did you come out like this? And they said, well, look at my past and look at everything I've been through, all the crappy situations I've been through and all that. Obviously I'm gonna end up like this. And then the other person was successful and they asked him like, you know, how come you turn out like this? And they said, well, look at my past, you know, look at all the crappy things I've gone through. Obviously, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to rise against it and, and you know, um, find success in some way. And so that's a really, really important thing to keep in mind is that everything at the end of the day, it comes down to your perspective of it. So when I was younger, my perspective of my parents telling me, you know, you should find a stable job and do acting as a hobby, My perspective was more like rebellious and more like, oh, um, maybe they don't support me or, you know, like, it's kind of like, you don't really, you don't see it from a perspective. uh, You see it from a biased perspective Mm -hmm. and uh, it takes some time until you grow up and see like, well, they're doing that because they love you. And, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that you have to follow that, you know? Um, So you learn to respect it, respect your family, be grateful for that and use it to push you you know I use it to push me even more because I know that some of these uh some of these people in uh, some of these actors and artists they don't have that push you know they're, their parents allowed them and they're like oh you you can go ahead you know and maybe that maybe that supports them and maybe it doesn't you know and so at the end of the day my point is that my perspective is what's gonna help me grow regardless yeah. of my situation and my past so I have to look at it like I'm gonna use the fact that you know, I was like, acting and arts are not really valued as much in my culture, I'm going to use that to push me and to really to use that to, to go even further, you know. And, and uh, I think that that's why at the end of the day, your perspective can either help you or suppress you. So uh, you really got to inspect it. And
0: that's such a great point, because it's, it's, it's a literal growth when you realize that you're finding love in your previous idea of who your antagonist is in your story. So you're literally growing and finding love in what your parents have got for you, which you previously didn't think that was that was the case. So again, like that's the beautiful part of, of, of not just being an artist, but also being in, I guess, an immigrant or brown child that has to grow with these exclusive troubles and go through these exclusive troubles. You find the you find the love and the pain and everything combined in the struggle that you go through. And I think that is a much better note to end off on. So I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad we've had this conversation. So thank you once again for joining us today, Noman. Make sure everyone checks out Noman on TikTok and Instagram at soulwithflow. If you have any recommendations for us for the next couple of episodes, reach out to us at Muslim INTL Film Fest. And we'll see you in the next two weeks for our next episode. Thank you for tuning in to MIF Unscripted. I'm your host, Hara Faruqi. Peace be upon you and Asalam Alaikum. Thank you.